Hey everyone, technically you're getting two days in history today because we're running two episodes from the History Vault. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to This Day in History class, where we reveal a new piece of history every day. The day was May 24th, 1956. The first ever Eurovision Song Contest took place in Lugano, Switzerland. The contest was a talent competition, but it was also a bid to bring together the countries in the European Broadcasting Union, an alliance of public service media, through technology. In the wake of World War II, Europe had a lot of rebuilding to do. In February of 1950, the European Broadcasting Union, or EBU, was created, but it was difficult to organize international TV program exchanges. TV networks used different picture standards, and there were legal and financial concerns. But plans for an international newscast and television program exchange were brewing. In 1952, the first official program exchange both ways between London and Paris was made successfully. English journalist George Campy coined the term Eurovision. In a 1951 article, Campy said the following. Eurovision is a system of cooperation for the exchange of television programs between the countries of Western Europe, including Britain. And in 1954, EBU members organized a summer of European television exchanges known as the Lille Experiment, where links were established between eight countries via terrestrial transmitters. The television network Eurovision was born. After the television exchange proved successful, it was decided that there should be an annual event to promote television. So, in January of 1955, the EBU program committee meeting in Monte Carlo approved a European song contest and a Eurovision Cup for amateur variety artists called the Top Town Program. The latter idea did not gain any traction, but the song contest had support. On October 19, 1955, an EBU General Assembly meeting in the Corsini Palace in Rome approved the creation of a Grand Prix of European song. The contest, inspired by the Italian Sanremo Music Festival, would be held in Lugano in spring of 1956. The director of the EBU administrative office created the rules for the contest, and the planning subgroup introduced amendments. The performance could not be any longer than three and a half minutes, and the backing orchestra would be made up of 24 musicians. Rehearsals for the contest began on May 21, 1956, at the Teatro Corsal, Flowers were placed throughout the theater to add a little more interest to the visuals of the broadcast. In the beginning, the contest was known as the Eurovision Grand Prix. The first Eurovision Grand Prix was broadcast live on May 24, 1956, to 10 countries. The contestants were singers from seven different countries, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Belgium, Germany, France, Luxembourg, and Italy. Austria, Denmark, and the United Kingdom were participants initially, but they were disqualified from entering the contest when they registered after the deadline. Each of the contestants performed two songs. A jury made of two delegates from each competing country awarded each song between one and 10 points. 
Swiss singer Lise Asia won the first Eurovision Song Contest with a song called Refrain. She did not get a physical award, as medals weren't introduced in the contest until later. During her encore, Lise Asia forgot some of the words to her song and improvised. The next year, the Eurovision Grand Prix was hosted in West Germany, and the rules were changed to one song per participant. Over the next several decades, the contest was staged in different countries, the voting system changed, and more rules changed for contestants. Notable winners of the Eurovision Song Contest include ABBA and Celine Dion. In 2018, winner of the inaugural Eurovision Song Contest, Lise Asia, died at age 94. I'm Eves Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Keep up with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. We'll see you here in the same place tomorrow. Hey y'all, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History Class, a podcast for people who can never know enough about history. The day was May 24th, 1940. Mexican artist David Alfaro Siqueiros and Stalinist agent Iosef Grigulovich, along with a crew of hitmen, attempted to assassinate Leon Trotsky. Trotsky was a Soviet revolutionary and Marxist theorist who was a leading figure in the Bolshevik movement under Vladimir Lenin. After Lenin died in 1924 and Yosef Stalin rose to power in the Communist Party and Soviet Union, Trotsky emerged as one of Stalin's main critics and opponents. Trotsky was against the increasingly bureaucratic Soviet state and called for more democracy in the Communist Party. He thought that the Stalinist policy of socialism in one country would hinder efforts for world revolution. In 1925, Trotsky was removed from his post in the War Commissariat. The next year, he was dropped from the Politburo. And in 1927, he and his supporters were expelled from the Communist Party. In January of 1928, Trotsky was exiled to Alma-Ata in Soviet Central Asia. He lived there for a year before he, his wife, and their son were expelled from the Soviet Union and sent to Turkey. But he continued to write and criticize Stalin, as well as people who had opposed Stalin but had settled for the regime. Trotsky settled on the Turkish island of Prinkipo, where he stayed for four years. He completed his autobiography and his three-volume History of the Russian Revolution. Some of his supporters volunteered to serve as his bodyguards. But in 1933, Trotsky and his family were offered asylum in France. Soon enough, he was no longer welcome in France either, and he moved to Norway, then Mexico, where he had been granted asylum. The Trotskys settled in the Coyoacan area of Mexico City at the Blue House, the home of painters Diego Rivera and Frida Kahlo. And he continued to write, completing The Revolution Betrayed in 1936. But in a series of trials in the late 1930s, Many so-called old Bolsheviks were found guilty of treason and imprisoned or executed. Many of the defendants confessed to having plotted with Trotsky to kill Stalin and other Soviet leaders. Trotsky was found guilty of treason in absentia and sentenced to death. 
On May 24, 1940, Stalinist agent Iosef Grigulovich, Mexican painter David Alfaro Siqueiros, and others armed with machine guns attempted to kill Trotsky. The assassins hit his house with more than 200 bullets, but Trotsky and his wife survived. But another assassination plot was already in the works. A Trotskyite named Sylvia Agaloff met a man named Jacques Mornard, who was supposedly the son of a Belgian diplomat. But his real name was Ramon Mercader, and he was a Spanish communist whose mother was a Stalinist. She tasked her son with killing Trotsky. When Sylvia moved to Mexico City to work for the Trotskys, Ramon went with her. On August 20th, 1940, Ramon visited Trotsky and murdered him with an ice axe. Trotsky died the next day in the hospital. Mercader was tried and convicted of the murder and spent 20 years in prison. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them to us at thisday at iheartmedia.com. You can also hit us up on social media. We're at T-D-I-H-C podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and we'll see you tomorrow. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.